Yeah, I'm a recovered alcoholic and compulsive overeater. And um, hey, everybody. Last week, we went over resentments in our fourth step. And we discussed how resentments are, are very much uh, rooted in the past and can sometimes uh, bring on feelings of depression. Uh, today, we're going to cover fear. Fear is usually rooted in the future. It's not anything that's happened yet, you know, and it really brings on a lot of anxiety. So the idea behind the big book is if I can get rid of my resentments and I can get rid of my fears as they come along, because they will crop up, then maybe I can learn how to live in the present moment now, which is the only place where, you know, God really dwells. Fill in your own personal God if you need to. So we're going to start on page 67. And I'm going to talk to you about fear for a little while. Um, it says, notice that the word fear is bracketed alongside the difficulties with everyone on <laughs> this example of a resentment list. And that short word somehow touches about every aspect of our lives. Um, it's an evil and corroding thread, and the fabric of our existence is shot through with it. It set in motion trains of circumstances which brought us misfortune we felt we didn't deserve. But did not we ourselves set the ball rolling? So in my third column, I start seeing how I like to run the show. And the reason that I like to run the show is because if things don't turn out the way that I think that they should, it's too fearful for me. I'm already feared up that it's not going to go my way or the way I have it scripted. So here I go. My whole third column and the reason that I am, that I am you know, in, my instincts are threatened is because I'm feared up. I'm feared up. I am made up of it. My fabric is shot through with it. Um, it tells me how to do a fear inventory on page 68. It says, we reviewed our fears thoroughly. We put them on paper. Uh, putting them on paper for me looks like column one. Um, and then I add some more that I don't even have resentments in connection with. You know, I look for all of my fears in my, I already have a, a place for them in my third column, and I just carry them over. And then I add some more that might not have showed up. And then I'm going to ask myself why I have them. And for me, I got into uh, a really great practice. The first time I saw it was eye-opening. That fear is like an onion, and I can look at a fear, and as I peel the layers away, they are all the same. I am a human being, and I have a set f amount of fears that run, I call it a fear spiral. And for me, it's very easy for me to ask myself why I have them. So if I fear, uh, I'm trying to come up with an example. I'm, I'm afraid that my son can't take care of himself, okay? Um, what do I really fear, okay? Um, well... I fear that maybe I'm not a good enough mom, that I didn't give him what he needs, right? And then I ask myself, why do I fear not being good enough? Well, if I'm not good enough, I fear that I'm unlovable or insignificant or unworthy. That's huge, huge uh, trait of mine, that I'm, not, I'm just not enough, right? Why do I fear that? Well, because no one's going to love me, <laughs> and I'll be alone. Why do I fear being alone? Because if I sit in, in, in that aloneness for too long, I will experience emotional pain. Why do I experience emotional pain? Because if I sit in that long enough, I will eat. 
We're going to focus on OA because this is OA. I'm going to eat. Why do I fear eating? Because for me, to eat is to die. I find this in the big book on page 66. To eat is to die. Why do I fear dying? I fear the unknown. I can't handle the unknown. And there's no God in that. There's no faith. If I can't handle the unknown, there's no faith. And all of a sudden, what have I done? I have blocked out God. I have blocked out the sunlight of the Spirit. When there's no God in my life, and I think that there's God, I talk about God, but I'm not acting like it. I'm not putting my tr faith and, and trust and reliance in Him. So who has to play God by default? Me. And I go back into that role of playing God, which leads me to the same place all the time. Self-reliance fails me. I don't have the power. Lack of power is my dilemma. I don't know if you guys are like me. I get tired of playing God, so then I want somebody else to play God. What's that example look like? My husband. Perfect victim. <laughs> let me let you be my God. I'll let you take over. But he can't do anything, right? And then I'm getting him fired, and I'm taking the role back. See, when there's no God, it's going to be me or somebody else by default. And I know. This is why I'm in fear, because that doesn't work. I've proved it to myself over and over again. So in here it says we ask ourselves why we had them. That's a really good analyzation of why I have a fear. And it's the same for everybody. It's universal. It's a human trait, right? Then it says, wasn't it because self-reliance failed us? Here I go. Bottom line. Self-reliance was good as far as it went, but it didn't go far enough. Some of us once had great self-confidence, but it didn't fully solve the fear problem or any other. And when it made us cocky, it was worse. I I can attest to cocky behavior. You know, when I get scared, I don't retreat. I, I it's not it's not flight for me. It's not it's not, you know, uh it's not flight for me, it's more fight. I wanna prove that I I'm not afraid. I'm gonna attack this. Now of course we have varied traits, but when is when I when I am cocky it definitely is worse. Because it's more self it's more of me and my self will run riot. This paragraph is my fear prayer. I, I, I adopt this. I know it by heart. I say it every morning, anytime I'm feared up. And I get immediate relief from this because it, it you know that, that expression, check yourself before you wreck yourself? This puts me in my proper place, okay? Remember, the problem, why I'm feared up is because I'm relying on self. Um, perhaps there is a better way. We think so. For we are now on a different basis, the basis of trusting and relying upon God. We trust infinite God rather than our finite selves. We are in the world to play the role he assigns, just to the extent that we do as we think he would have us, and humbly rely on him, does he enable me to match calamity with serenity. This is the secret to life. <laughs> I want that. And I am immediately brought to my knees immediately. When I'm in a fear spiral, I say this out loud, and I'm immediately comforted. And that's what I want. I want ease and comfort. That's what I want. It'll, it allows me to be put in my proper position, which is below God, standing under God. I don't have to understand anything. I have to stand under. So I go right to my fear prayer. It tells me on page 68, close to the bottom of the next paragraph, it says, 
we let him demonstrate through us what he can do. That's one of my favorite, favorite lines in this book. This, this program is about self-abandonment. It's not self-help. So I have to get out of the way and let God work in and through me. Let me demonstrate what God can do in my life. Right? And I've got this beautiful fear prayer. We ask him to remove our fear and direct our attention to what he would have us be. Not do. I'm like a human doing. I always think I have to do something. And then there goes me. I'm making up my plans and designs and my schemes. For me, it's about sitting quiet. What do you want me to be? Not what do you want me to do to get out of fear? And guess what? He already told me what he wants me to be. I go back up to this perhaps there is a better way paragraph. What does he want me to be? Trusting and reliant. I don't have to come up with what God wants me to be. That's kind of like playing God for me. <laughs> if I go, oh, okay, I'm feared up and I'm, I'm afraid of this. What would God want me to do or be? And then I start coming up with ideas. That's not self-abandonment. Self-abandonment is get back on the basis, Maria, of trusting and relying upon God. And then I'm surrendered again. I go, all roads lead back to, to step three. You know, I'm totally turned over. My thinking, I have to stop it. My actions, I have to stop them. Just pause. The sacred pause that we learn in step 10 is introduced to us in these beautiful prayers, right? I get mad in resentment. I have a resentment prayer. I pause and I say that. I get relief, ease, and comfort. I'm feared up. I say my fear prayer. I pause, I get relief and, and ease and comfort. That's all I want. And then I don't need to eat. I don't need to eat because God's back in my life. I got that fullness. My, you know, the hole in my soul is getting filled. It says, at once we commence to outgrow fear. Right? That, how amazing is that? Like, I don't have to sit in a, in a fear spiral unless I decide that I want to sit in it. So how long do I want to wait before I do what the book tells me to do before I can get access to ease and comfort? It's my choice all the time. And I'm going to go willingly or get dragged. So that's about all I have to say about fear. Yeah, yeah. that's all I have. <laughs> I said all I need to say about fear.